when you figure out who your customer avatar is, you need to know what TV show she watches, what podcast she listens to, what she eats for breakfast, what her Starbucks order is. You know everything about this person. So that way you can speak to them in a language that they identify with and understand, and they feel alignment, and they feel that sense of community and that overlap that they belong here. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Make Bank. I'm Marie, and this episode is about to get you so fired up about reaching your own potential and unapologetically claiming your biggest goals. This conversation is so full of those like golden nugget, light bulb moments, like motivational quotes that you would see on Pinterest. And our guest Asia's delivery is just like so amazing. She always knows the right thing to say to get you out of your own way. And if you haven't met Asia Abstin yet, she went from being a fired bartender to a multiple six-figure founder in five months during the global pandemic, which has allowed her to live a life of financial freedom and luxury. And Asia now teaches other millennial entrepreneurs to stop sleeping on their own potential and start building the businesses of their dreams. She shows us how to 10x our income, build unshakable self-confidence, and how to turn social media into a money-making machine. Her story is so inspirational. Her energy is so infectious, and I cannot wait for you to hear from her. Hello, Asia. Welcome to the show. So excited to have you. Hi, gorgeous. I'm so pumped to be here. Yeah, this is going to be such an amazing conversation. You are definitely going to offer a different take. I don't think I've ever had someone who is a dropshipping expert and someone who has like this amazing business model that you do, maybe as like a side hustle or another stream of income, but no one who it has quite as much expertise as you. So I'm so stoked to have you and your energy is already amazing. So I'm so glad. I'm glad to represent for the dropshippers. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Out there. Yeah, so excited. So tell us a little more about how you got into the dropshipping space, into that business model. Like what was your kind of intro to entrepreneurship? Was it accidental? Was it on purpose? Were you born an entrepreneur? What's your story? Let's see. That's such a good question. Where did it actually start from? So my background is I was a bartender for like 500 years and it was the best job, but I only made active income. Mm -hmm. When I was not physically standing behind the bar, I made no money, which meant I had to work sick. I had to work tired. I had to work two and three jobs at a time. It was was exhausting. And I realized that I'm going to die in this life of active income. I will never be able to reach my goals because I've got to eat. I've got to sleep, right? There's Mm -hmm. always going to be a maximum amount of money that I can make. So I had to figure out how to make some passive income, how to make some money while I was on the clock. Plus, where's the room for you to like have fun, go on vacation? No, no, that's not a thing. That's not a thing when you work in the bar. You only are behind the bar. And even when you're not behind the bar, you're thinking of what money you're missing out on by not being behind the bar. Yeah. So my life was not nearly as robust as I needed it to be. So I knew I wanted to do something online. Clothes was the only thing I cared about. So I said, okay, cool. I'll open a clothing boutique that failed miserably 
because I didn't have the foggiest clue what I was doing Mm -hmm. and no money. And I didn't realize how hard inventory actually is. Mm. So once I went broke doing that, I got on Google and said, how can I start a business with no money? Yeah. And it was like Jesus himself dropped the word drop shipping in front of me. And that was the beginning of the rest of my life. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I was reading one of your Instagram posts about bartending and just how it's like such amazing money. But if you're obviously in the right place and you're great at your job, but like you truly, that is the truest form of like trading time for money. You don't even get sick days. You don't get like vacation days. You either show up at work. (laughs) I didn't know what PTO was until two years ago because I'd never heard of it. I had, I didn't have a lunch break in my 10 years of bartending. Yeah. You ate like in the bathroom. <laughs> that was like it. shoving food down your throat. And literally. And that's a tough lifestyle too, because I know, you know, the best money is like at night, on the weekends. So graveyard shifts. Yep. Yeah. I've never I was never off a holiday. I had never spent a Thanksgiving with my family. I'd never spent a New Year's Eve with my boyfriend. I had never nothing. If it wasn't yeah. on a Tuesday, I couldn't <laughs> do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then was it only two years ago that you started drop shipping, or how long have you been in the in that business model? No, I would say it's been seven years that I've been in e-commerce, but mm-hmm. for me it was just a side hustle. I never took it seriously because I was making a hundred grand as a bartender, cash. I loved my job; I, it was fun. But you just get in that comfortable space where you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that a hundred thousand dollars is not life-changing money. You don't know, you know, what you're missing out on. So I just didn't take it seriously. It was a side hustle. And then the pandemic happened and my entire industry collapsed because the first thing to go is tourism. Nobody's traveling in COVID and the state of Florida, the number one industry is tourism. I live in Miami. I work on South Beach. My entire industry is now gone. So what am I going to do? Because my rent's three grand. Mm-hmm. So that money, they need that money on the first. They don't give a damn about the pandemic. Yeah. So I had to turn up my dropshipping business. And that was at the beginning of COVID. And then I never bartended again. Amazing. So then were you self-taught or how did oh, you? Yeah. yeah. Google <laughs> University. Google University, YouTube. And, you know, shockingly, the free public library. I know no people, they act like the library is not a thing. The library is slept on for sure. The, the library is slept <laughs> on. Every time I go, it's empty. But there was a library across the street from my house. And remember, I was broke. So I was like, I don't have money to invest in X, Y, X, Y, Z. I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like a hundred grand sounds like a lot of money until you live in Miami. It's really not that much. So YouTube, Google, everybody's freebie. Everybody's mm-hmm. download. Every mm-hmm. I traded my email address for every <laughs> ebook you could possibly think of, and it took me a very long time to do it that way, but it got done. Right? Yeah, I think that's like the downside, right, of piecing together all the free stuff. It's amazing how much free information there is on the internet, but that's that's the cost. The cost is it takes a long time cost. and a lot of energy. Absolutely, and then you don't know who to trust. You mm-hmm. don't know who to listen to. Some people have conflicting opinions, like, and it's not a roadmap. It's right. do this, 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 and this, but what is the sequence yeah. of events? When do I start this? When do I start that? So as much as I love YouTube still to this day and copying and pasting my business together, like if yeah. you've got the money to invest and just get there 10 times faster, do it. Mm-hmm. I always, The analogy I always use is that like piecing information together can work, but it's kind of like you're taking these puzzle pieces 
and they don't even belong to the same puzzle, but you're just like cramming them together. Like they, you're making it work and it's like kind of forming, but they're not meant to go together. Correct. And you don't even have the box that the puzzle came in. So you can't even look at the, no reference photo. Yeah. No, no, nothing. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what it is. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So you eventually kind of cracked the code and Mm -hmm. you were selling still clothes or what? No, I got out of that game. Oh, God, I hated selling clothes. In hindsight, it was the worst. I feel like Um, that's hard because you have so many SKUs, right? Like you have so many items and then all of them are in different sizes and colors and everyone's body's different. It seems it seems hard. All of the above. All of the above. Add to that size charts. People do not read size charts. It does not matter how much you spell it out. You will have to deal with so many returns. Mm -hmm. It's so competitive. You're constantly shooting content over and over and over with new releases every single day. Like, Mm -hmm. who's got the time, money, and energy for that? So I got out of that game and got into baby products, even though I did not have a kid. Yeah. (laughs) But my mindset was, well, people have babies every day, so I'll Mm. always have customers. And that worked out. Okay, amazing. Yeah, so take us, like, through that thought process of, like, okay, I want to start drop shipping. Seems like a great business model, but, like, how do you even know – what a winning product is, what are the mistakes people are making. Actually, pause. I don't know that we even explained what dropshipping oh, officially okay. is. <laughs> Deal. Yeah, we probably So for anyone it. that doesn't know. Yes, gotcha covered. Okay, so dropshipping is a fulfillment method of e-commerce where we as the brand owners do not keep our own inventory. So that's it. It's exactly like you ordering from any Joe Schmo website, except that Joe Schmo that owns the website does not hold his own inventory. Instead, our suppliers and our manufacturers hold the inventory and ship the inventory to the customer. So we are, in effect, the middleman. And anybody who's like, I've never heard of that. How is that a real thing? If you've ever ordered from Amazon, you've ordered from a dropshipping store. Amazon is the biggest dropshipping store on the planet. That's why if you order five things, they might come in three different packages on four different days. Yep. It's, it's so a interesting. It's faster, easier way to e-commerce. Yeah, makes so much sense. I have a few friends that have e-commerce businesses, not drop shippers. They mm-hmm. have their yeah, inventory, inventory and they have to like buy a new warehouse <laughs> like every it's year. A as a I don't business know if we, wait, do we curse on this show? Because I curse. So. Yeah, we, we totally can. <laughs> okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's a shit show. It's cool. It's just not for me. Like those pictures of people hanging out in their warehouse or like on top of piles of inventory, I think they're really inspirational. But I will never want that. My anxiety, the amount of money that those people have to spend, you're like chained to your warehouse. You're chained to your inventory. What if it doesn't sell? What if there's a flood? What if there's a fire? What if you want to go on vacation? Like your life lives and dies on whether you can sell that inventory. No, thank you. So I choose e-commerce, but the smarter, faster, easier way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then... Then tell us, how does someone decide, like, this is what my product is going to be, or this is what my category is going to be? Like, what is the thought process for setting up a winning dropshipping business? So the first place to start would be your own personal expertise. What are you good at? What do you know better than anybody else? What industry are you in? Like, I was a bartender for 10 years. I could sell bar equipment with my eyes closed. Like, I could tell you everything and every reason and every why behind it. If you're a tennis player and you've been playing tennis for 10 years, there's a product that goes with that. So whatever your expertise is, start there. Instead of trying to sell what you think is cool or what's popping on TikTok, what do you have kind of intimate knowledge about that other people don't have? 
Another great place to start would be solve a problem or feed a hobby. So I always use the examples of car seats. People will need car seats until the end of time, period. You're not allowed to drive a car with a child without a car seat. They have to solve the problem of getting, getting a child somewhere from point A to point B safely. So when I say solve a problem, I don't mean cure cancer. I mean, just provide a solution to a human being that has money to pay you for it. And then the third route would be to feed a hobby. So I always think of like gamers, right? Like video gamers. They will buy any headset, any chair, any remote control, any PlayStation thing so that they can feed their hobby and have that one little piece of competitive edge. So look around in your own life. What are you an expert at? What do you know more than anybody else about? Or what hobby or what problem can you solve in the world with your product? Because you always have clientele. Yeah. And like how niche can you get? Because obviously you need to find a supplier who is already making this stuff. But mm -hmm. I mean, there's like a market for everything. There is, it will <laughs> blow your mind. There is a market for absolutely any, your wildest dream of a product. It already exists. Someone in China has already made it. And all you have to do is figure out how to market it. And I always say the riches are in the niches niche down and then niche down again and then niche down again. It just makes it easier for you. If I know I'm selling to this one specific type of human being, I can speak in her language. I can use the terms she uses. I can follow the pages she follows and make all of my content about her and she will automatically buy. She will log onto my website and feel like, where has this been on? My yeah, I found my I found my people here. I found my people. And then yeah. her credit card's coming right out. <laughs> and <laughs> adding like all the things to the card. Oh, everything. Right? Like, Is there a bundle deal? Because yeah. I'll, I'll take that too. Yeah. yeah. I know that once I find the brands that I'm obsessed with, like whether it's clothes or accessories or tech stuff or whatever, like once I find the brand, I want like everything. Everything. I want once you I want feel like MacBook, someone gets me. You yeah. want the Apple Watch, you want the AirPods, you want all the things in every color that they come in. And exactly. that's what I try to teach people to do. Yeah, yeah. So smart. Okay, so I'm really curious about your journey through drop shipping, transitioning from bartending, like having that epiphany of I'm chained behind the bar like yeah. shit my time is money there is no like separation how has your mentality from then changed around money like going from Ooh. that to now being able to make like unlimited amounts of money anytime that you want like mm. what does that do to your mindset man that is such a good question no one's ever actually asked me that really like that a lot. it has changed astronomically night and day because before my whole mindset was, how can I work harder? How can I make more drinks in a less amount of time? How can I get a better job in a better restaurant so I can make more tips? It was all about working hard, which sad to say, working hard is poverty mindset. It just is. All the executives, all the top 1% in the world do nothing. They tell other people what to do. They, they put in their work and now they get to tell other people what to do. So now I'm all about working smarter. What is the most effective way I can close the gap on A, B, C, and D? Who can I outsource this to? Who's smarter than me that I can hire to get this job done so that I can have more time to stay in my zone of genius? If it's not in my zone of genius, I don't do it. I don't touch it. If it's not passive, I don't do it. I'm not opening a restaurant, an Airbnb, a Turo. I'm not doing anything that requires me to physically be in one space at one time ever. And I don't care how much money it makes. And I'll take a pay cut 
as long as I can do it from my laptop, like sitting on a beach in Tulum, I'm all in. But if it requires me to stand in one place and do one thing, it's just absolutely not. And I won't teach it. I won't teach my students how to do it. I just have no desire. Like when you realize how short life is and how finite things are and that the only thing that matters is your time, you can get money back over and over. But once your time is gone, it is gone for good. And you realize that you've exchanged it for X amount of dollars, though, no matter how much money it is, it's not worth it. Like waking up to Shopify dings in your sleep will change your life. I think my first sale was like $27. I was a brand new bitch after that. I was like, <laughs> oh no, I am a queen and you will, you will speak to me as such. Yeah. Yeah. Off that $27. Mm -hmm. It's life changing. Yeah, that is incredible. And it truly changes so much once you have that like taste of freedom and that taste of like having a scalable income and like buying your time back. Once you do that, there's there's no going back. <laughs> it's, it's done. It is a wrap. I don't care how much anybody pays or what the returns are. Mm -hmm. No, never again. I want to like walk my dog and sleep mm -hmm. in. I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm like, mm, I could have higher profit margins if I just like did more stuff myself. But but like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm good. I want to ride the horse. Like, yes, yeah. that's you're my type of girl. Alive. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna be at the barn. You guys, can you guys handle this? Let right. me know how Thank it goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. exactly, exactly. Okay, so then I all these amazing things about dropshipping, like it's passive. You don't have to hold inventory. You yep. can start with zero money. Like. Sounds amazing. And I think that in today's day and age, like anytime you hear about something like that, you're like, what's the catch? Like, like, what is the downside? So tell us, like, what are people wary about? Mm -hmm. Are there things that like are myths that keep people out of the game that shouldn't? Or are there like legitimate downsides that people need to be aware of? Hmm. Let's see. The biggest misconception is that it's easy. It, this must be easy. There's no inventory. Like you don't have to go anywhere. It has to be easy. And nothing could be further than the truth. You are building a legitimate business. I literally it's have this conversation every day in my industry I too. I don't know who is, who is like spreading this rumor. If you want to be an influencer, guess what? That is a legitimate business that you mm -hmm. have to build. And people think, oh, it's just you post content on social media and you make all this money. Are you insane? Do you know the amount of work that I do? So it's this misconception that it's easy, that it's a get rich quick thing, that you can't have branding and you can't have a powerful brand, that I think people think that those photos of entrepreneurs in those warehouses with all those boxes, oh, that's a real business. But because you're just on your laptop, that's not a real business. That doesn't make sense. And it's just they could not be more wrong. And then people want to learn everything about dropshipping in four weeks. But they'll go to college and get this university a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, go into debt for go into decades. debt for debt, literally the next thirty years. They'll be paying back yeah. that loan to get a piece of paper yep. that just says that you might be a bit more qualified to get a job that you can be fired from. Yeah. So they have no problem giving those people four years of their life, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. they want to come and learn a six and seven figure skill from me in four weeks, and they're disappointed when it's not. An overnight success. And I'm like, that is not how life works. Yeah. This is going to require blood, sweat, and tears. 
this the beauty of it is once you learn it, once you master it, now we can put things on. Yeah, but you can't skip like the entire phase of learning and like implementing all the like you got to set up that business. It doesn't fall into your lap. And it's the same thing for like I'm in the online coaching space. And it is like such an incredible business model, very like all the same perks of drop shipping, but obviously a different service. And it's it's service based instead of product based. But it's like, yes, the lifestyle, once you get it created, once you have the business, is like epic and you're changing lives and you can make but amazing you have to money. Build the business. But you you need to like build the business, you need to learn how to market, you need to learn how to coach, you need to learn how to do all the tech shit. Like there's a lot of homework. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. have to like plant all these seeds before you get to collect the harvest, collect the cash. And I think that's maybe one of the things that social media like misrepresents because there are so many sexy, amazing pros of it, like the lifestyle. And once you have it, have your business set up, but people don't show the hustle as much so absolutely i think but that's it's on their fault too it's not just yeah. us as coaches it's their fault too why do you just assume that this is easy well we're it's amazon prime culture of like i yeah, can have everything tomorrow like microwave. everything comes tomorrow yeah microwave mm-hmm. yeah that microwave mentality of if it's not done in 90 seconds i don't want it but i mean society will tell you at 18 years old that you need to have your life figured out mm-hmm. you need to get a job and you're going to work here until you're 65 Mm-hmm. Oh, you could do that. <laughs> pass. Cool. Hard Enjoy. pass. <laughs> Enjoy that. Do that till you're 65 and and maybe you'll have enough money to retire on and maybe you won't and you likely won't because social security won't exist. Mm-hmm. Or you can do this other thing and sacrifice for two years of your life so that you can live the rest of your life like a boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So ugh, people just think it's easy and I don't understand why. Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's also... There have never been more ways to make money and like make shit happen for yourself, but it's almost like too many options where people are looking at all these different ways. Like you were listing like, oh, I could buy an Airbnb. I could do job shipping. I could be an influencer. I could be virtual assistant. There are all these ways to build side hustles and increase your income streams, but it's like people will not pick a lane. They won't and even need do to, anything. You need to pick a lane and stick in your lane. <laughs> stick in your lane, 100%. They'll have analysis paralysis, mm-hmm. and they'll be in my DMs for three years. I'm going to take your course. I'm going to uh-huh. do it. I'm going to show up. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. Because yeah. if you would have DM me the first time, finish the product, put mm-hmm. the store out, here mm-hmm. we would be three years later, and you would be my peer. You wouldn't be mm-hmm. my student. Mm-hmm. But this procrastination, they're just they're just full of it, and they just don't get it done, and and then they check their account balance and they're, you know, upset. Yeah. Well, do the work. Yeah. And another thing I see a lot too is like, oh, I really want this, but I need to save up more money so that I can like be comfortable investing. And I totally get that. Like, I never want anyone to invest in their business if it, if it's at the cost of like keeping their lights on, obviously. Yeah. No, we have but to like, first. But like, <laughs> usually... 99.9% of the time, like it's going to be uncomfortable to like make that leap, take that stretch. Otherwise you can go the route that you did, which is like piecing everything together and like taking longer, being more stressed. Mm-hmm. And that was like a do or die situation for yes, you. It was. But, and like, I would never do that again. Even in yeah. hindsight, I would have took out a loan. I would have yeah. asked my parents. I would have done anything to do it differently because I would be 100 years mm-hmm. further along than I am now. 
Mm-hmm. The feeling when you get to the other side is why did I wait so long to do that? Right. Yeah. That's like always the only regret. And I remember seeing a quote from, I want to say Maddie Woodard or Woodward mm-hmm. saying that like the first test of entrepreneurship is figuring out how to make your first investment. Like that is the first test. Entre- entrepreneurship, it's all about resourcefulness and problem solving. Test number one. Bingo. Resourcefulness is the name of the game, in my opinion. Like, it's not that you lack resources, it's that you lack resourcefulness. When I had literally no money, I was in the free public library. I started my podcast because I wanted to talk to people like you, people like my peers, who were charging $500 to $1,500 an hour for a consultation. I couldn't afford that. So I literally started a podcast and begged people to come on it and talk about entrepreneurship. And that's how I learned business. Yeah. That so, is a life hack right there. Well, and it worked. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. It cost me like $100 to start my entire podcast. And I have gotten $10 million worth of free game because yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear anybody say, oh, I didn't know how. And, and I can. And I didn't have the money. And even now, like between TikTok and Instagram, I have learned so many business principles mm-hmm. that I put into place every single day. It's just about who you follow. Yeah. Like Glossier is amazing and I want all the lip gloss, but do I need to follow their Instagram page? No. Right. I need to follow like Alex Hormozzi so I can learn how to be a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Preach. I, and we don't have like unlimited amounts of time, like you said. So if it depends on what your goals are. Like, are you going to spend time consuming the new season of Love is Blind and spend 12 hours of your life binge watching Love is Blind? Or are you going to binge watch people who are doing what you want to do? Like, I don't want to trade places with anyone in Love is Blind. No, thank you. Nope. (laughs) I'm going to like, even if it's not in a mastermind or mentorship or whatever, like find ways. Yeah. Surround yourself with the people who are like doing what you want to do. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Or just ranting now we're just yeah, like no I'm cool with that <laughs> I got time I have yeah. nowhere better to be like make the bank I am all mm. here for the bank makers you guys are yeah. my type of people we're I can talk for money it. all day okay hold on I needed to interrupt this episode quickly because I've realized that it doesn't matter how hard you work or even how quote unquote, productive you are, how many hours you put in, if you are going hard in the wrong direction, which is why it is so important to be clear and confident about your goals. And that's the exact reason why I've incorporated goal setting into all of my coaching programs. Because if my clients are not clear on their goals, if they don't know where we're going and why we're going there, it doesn't matter what strategies we pull out. It doesn't matter how much planning we do. We have to get clear on what the destination is first. And so I swear by this goal setting visualization, and it is something that previously was only available to my clients. It's a visualization that I lead and I walk you through, and now I've made it available for free for everyone. I swear by it. Even if you're not a visualization girly, I have just converted so many people into loving a good visualization with this exact exercise. So I'm going to leave a link to it in the episode description, or you can head immediately to mariewold.goals. That's M-A-R-I-E-W-O-L-D.com slash goals. Again, it is totally free. It will take you 25 minutes. 
And I've hooked you up with a bonus workbook just to help you reflect and process and really start implementing on all the breakthroughs that you have. So enjoy. Let me know how it goes because I know it's going to be a game changer for you. And let's get back to the episode. That brings me to my like next topic is one thing that made me immediately want to invite you on the show is how unapologetic you are about desiring success, desiring wealth, building wealth, because there's such a story, I think, especially for women that Mm. wanting to be rich, God forbid saying that, like that's greedy or you're selfish or if you're rich, someone else has to be poor, blah, blah, blah. And I like, I found you, I can't remember where I saw the post, but I found you and immediately was obsessed with you because you (laughs) did an Instagram post that said, the best way to save money is to make more. And I've been saying that for years because my fiance is always trying to put me on a budget. And I'm like, I don't need a budget. A I'm budget. just going to make more. Yeah, why? <laughs> and we're good. He, We get it now. We're yes. on the same page. But like that, after seeing that post, I was like, oh, she gets it. Like she gets it. So tell me, people. yeah, tell me how you approach like unapologetically claiming wealth, claiming your goals when you know that society might think otherwise. Number one. People are going to talk shit about you either way. Mm-hmm. If you are poor, if you are rich, if you are tall, if you're short, if you're fat, if you're skinny, if you're white, if you're black, somebody is going to have problems with what you do, period. And those same people literally would not give you a penny to feed you if you were starving in the street. So no matter what you do, you cannot please anybody. The only person you need to work on pleasing is yourself, your community, your family. Like that is it. So that's number one. And number two, I just have this mindset of like, why would you go to the ocean with a teaspoon? For what? Why? Why? Why ask the ocean for a teaspoon of water? That makes no sense. You can go with a gallon. You can go with a bathtub. You can go with a cruise ship and ask the ocean and the ocean will give because the ocean is that abundant. And that's how I feel about money. The money's already made. They're printing it every single day. The United States alone is in what? $100 trillion of debt? And they're doing just fine. You'll see the president and the politicians like, oh God, stressed out about this debt. They Mm. just go get some more. And I'm not saying that's the most brilliant thing to do, but just there's just too much money in this universe for us not to feel like we should get it. And then just specifically as a woman, we are already so behind financially. So I need my money. I need the money that wasn't paid to my mom. I need the money my grandmother didn't make. I need it all. So I need retribution for every woman who came before me and was not given, you know, equal pay. It's just unacceptable. And if you're going to give it to somebody, you might as well give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to be paid it. Like, why not? Why not me? Why can't that be my money? It already exists. It already exists. Yeah. So yeah, I have, I feel no way about it. That's why my name is get rich or get drunk trying. And Mm -hmm. I mean it. I want the cocktail. Mm -hmm. I want the finances. And I think like working in bars and seeing true wealth, seeing people spend a hundred dollars on a quarter ounce of alcohol and just doing it over and over and over seven nights a week and spending $15,000 a night to sleep in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, you guys would never even imagine the mm-hmm. other side of life. There's mm-hmm. just no point to playing it small. Yeah. And that goes back to, again, like who you surround yourself with. Like I, like I said, I'm an equestrian and I go to these horse shows all around the country where I, I'm not competing in the same exact division as them, but there are 
billionaires' kids. There are actual billionaires. There are people with massive trust funds I can't even wrap my head around. There are million-dollar horses just walking around. And it's like the wealth that exists Mm -hmm. is mind-blowing. And being around all these very, very wealthy people has completely normalized, like, unrealistic amounts of wealth for me. And it's on one hand, I could take that as like, oh my God, I'll never have that much money. Oh my God, I'll never be, I can never be reborn as a billionaire's baby, but like, whatever, there's, there's so, it's just proof that there's so much available, you know? And there's no point in thinking small and, and asking just truly, there's no point in asking the ocean for a teaspoon of water. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And there's no, I always say this too, like, there's no badge of honor for suffering. There's no badge of honor for figuring it out on your own. Like, there's no cookies for that. None. You don't get in, like, the VIP line in heaven. Like, we're all going either up or down. That's it. (laughs) And your account balance is not the thing that they check to get you there. Uh So just go ahead and get it, girl. Go get it. Yeah. 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 So I think we are very aligned on so many things. And another thing that I noticed in your content was that, you go hard on obsessing about the right things in Mm. your business, like obsessing about your marketing, obsessing Mm. about your brand, obsessing about like positioning yourself for your ideal customer. Tell me, like you gave the example of bottled water. You're like, stop obsessing about having the perfect freaking product. Like you don't like people are selling fucking bottled water, which is free out of the faucet. (laughs) Yeah, correct. And 98% of it is proven is tap water. 90% of the time, it's literally tap water. So instead of, you know, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro of of product design and trying to build this thing and patent it and trademark it or whatever, pick the product, stick to the product, and then go bananas learning how to market it. That's it. The best marketer wins, period. If you don't learn anything else from me, it's that. Apple may not make the best products on the planet, but we will never know because their marketing is better than everybody else's. So we're going to buy the same goddamn iPhone every September. It's the same phone. But these people have proven to me that I need it. So it's not about the product. Like I was just talking about liquid water the other day or liquid death. Excuse me. Liquid death Love is that water shit. in it's a so can. It's so good. But it's they so put good. it in a can and people, they freaked out. And yeah. now it's the highest or what is it, fastest selling non-alcoholic beverage of all time. No so way. Instead of freaking out about the product freak out about the marketing. I could literally Mm -hmm. sell you like this straw and go platinum on it because I'm going to obsess on everything I could possibly talk about Mm -hmm. features and benefits for the girl who wants this metallic green straw. Like, yeah, it's all about the marketing. It's my favorite thing. Once you know your customer avatar, your life is going to the moon. Yes. Yeah. Cannot agree more. It's the same in my space too. Like if you could be the best coach in the entire world, but if you don't know how to talk about what you do, who you help, what results you get them, why you're different than other pe- other coaches out there, like it doesn't matter. No yeah, one will hire no you. No one knows. No, no one, one knows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and when people look at like, oh, I want an online business. I want a digital business, blah, blah, blah but I'm not a social media person or like, but I don't want to spend that much time online. I'm like, you just told me you own an online business. So well, where welcome. are you going to be spending your time? <laughs> like, are you going to go out to conferences? Where are you going? Yeah. If you don't yeah. want to obsess over the marketing, you don't want to be a successful entrepreneur. And that's just mm. really what it is. Yeah. Word of mouth, social media, paid ads, 
copywriting, what, whatever you need to do, get into it. But the money is in the marketing more than the product mm-hmm. every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, when it goes back to drop shipping specifically, if you're, if you don't have full control over the product itself. So like Correct. walk me through the process of like, how do you, do you order samples and test it? Or like, what yeah. is the process of figuring out, okay, this is the thing I want. Most of it is audience research. Most mm-hmm. of it is you in your mind, mapping out what you want to do, figuring out who would buy this product, figuring out what you're interested in, figuring out what's trending. But as far as the buying, I always teach my students to order a sample. And that's because you need to have integrity over your business. You can't talk to me about this microphone if you've never seen it in real life. I need you to see it, touch it, see how long it takes to get to you, see what the quality is like, and then we can sell it. You never have to buy it again. You just need to confirm that this microphone is everything they said it was going to be. And now we can build an entire million dollar business based on it after ordering one thing. But 90% of it is audience research, marketing, figuring out who you want to sell to and why. And why do they need the thing that you want to sell? And how can you best communicate that not only do they need it, but they need to buy it from you specifically as a business owner? Because somebody else sells it. But why do they want yours? Mm. Okay, so... Give me some examples of how if if you're buying from a supplier who's supplying another dropshipping business the same exact product, like yeah. how can you differentiate your brand? Is it the packaging? Is it the how you t- target your ideal customer? Like how do you do that? All of the above. But my absolute favorite is brand voice. And it is mm. so slept on. It's the it's the actual words that you use when speaking yeah. to your customer. What do you say? Hey y'all. Or do you say babes? Or do you say good morning? Or do you say grand rising? It's the, those small nuances that make them feel like you know them. You need to be able to talk about your product like you invented it yourself. And like you're talking to your best friend or like you're talking to your mom. When you figure out who your customer avatar is, you need to know what TV show she watches, what podcast she listens to, what she eats for breakfast, what her Starbucks order is. You know everything about this person. So that way you can speak to them in a language that they identify with and understand and they feel alignment and they feel that sense of community and that overlap that they belong here. And then you're making content that reflects them in their real life. So when they log on your website or your Instagram, they see like, okay, these are my type of people. At first glance, these are my type of people. Then they go on your website and look at your product and the copywriting is speaking to them. They're like, you know, when someone's an equestrian. And they're selling a product to you because they're speaking to you in a language like, oh, they must ride horses. There's no way anybody else would know this. So instead of you buying XYZ thing on Amazon, you might get it from that niche website because they know how to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So then once you figure out your offer, your product market fit, your ideal customer, are most of your students and the people that you mentor, like, are they the personal brand behind oh, no, their business? No, not at all. Not okay. at all. Not at all. And same thing goes for my customers. No one's buying anything from me in my dropshipping business because I'm me. They don't know me and they don't care. The beauty of dropshipping, it is not about your personal brand. It is not about your face. It's not about if you know how to make TikTok videos, literally irrelevant. The product and the customer are the star of the show. That's it. People want the thing that they ordered on the day you said it was going to arrive. They're happy. Like, so then if you're selling on social media, yeah. you're making the content. It's up to I you. I assume. You can make your own content or you can outsource. 
content creation. Mm. There are private companies where you can send your product to them and they will do user generated content for you. They will connect you with micro influencers who will make content for you. Or like if I'm selling this microphone, I don't have to sing into the microphone. I can show off the microphone without my face being in it. So it's really a personal choice. But when you order from Target, you don't have the foggiest clue who owns Target. Nor do yeah, you of care. Course. You right. just want the thing that you ordered and you want it at your house. Mm -hmm. So it's perfectly okay to build these brands the faceless way. And 99% of people who are in dropshipping do it. Because what if I don't want to show up on social media? What if I don't want to learn how to do TikTok dances? Brand ambassadors. I always think of flow from progressive. I don't know the progressive people, but I know Flo. She is a paid brand ambassador and she's so synonymous with that brand. So there are so many ways that you can build a reputable, viable, money-making brand without you physically being the person behind it, specifically in dropshipping. You're not mm. the star of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So smart. You have me wanting to start a dropshipping business as if I, I mean, need another thing to worry about. I'm planning a wedding. I'm trying to buy a house, have my own business, but I could maybe add it to the plate. You know? I think you could. <laughs> I, and because you already understand so much of business, once you, in my opinion, once you understand marketing, you can market anything. Oh, yeah. X e-commerce as products, as coaching. Mm -hmm. I think you should do it. Once the wedding's done, I think we need All to right. talk about that. Look out for me in your DMs. Done. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be in your DMs. Done. done I'll start done. thinking about what what would I sell? What horse girl thing? As an expert, bam! What horse you are an expert? And how long have you been? I mean, I've been a horse girl my whole life. I've been riding back riding as an adult, like almost six years. Bam! Yeah. In your expert opinion, what amazing things could you sell and talk about that no other person can compete with? Yeah, I'm okay. I hope the wheels are turning out there, folks. But they're turning. They're turning. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, I think it's just thinking about, like, I'm thinking about the other things. Like, what else do I do for fun? I, like, make different, like, cocktails at home. I walk my dogs. Like, I could go so hard on, like, pet products. Yeah. could go so hard on, like, cocktail stuff. Hello. Home decor. Are we the same person? Because yeah. I've got a Dalmatian. He's 12 years old. Like, oh. I could sell supplies with my eyes. I bought them all. Yeah. Yeah. So then for you, when you have all this knowledge, you have all the tools, you have the blueprint, like mm -hmm. how, how do you not just start a different brand all the time? Because you're like, <laughs> I love this thing. I love this thing. I want to do I know. this thing. I know. Editing, really just editing, realizing that if I continue to spread myself too thin, then nothing's going to work. And then coaching. Now that I'm in the coaching space and teaching other people to drop ship, it's become my new passion. My store is basically on autopilot. I've got two stores. They pretty much run by themselves. Coaching is my new thing that I've fallen in love with because people all have this aha moment of like, wait, I don't have to have inventory or I don't have to go back to college to make six figures. I don't have to go into debt. I don't have to get a second job. No, you can just start a business from like your living room. And teaching that, especially to women, especially the women of color, like, just makes my heart sing. So I've edited myself to refuse to open another dropshipping store and only focus on coaching. I know it's when you, when you get it. And once you realize how many opportunities there are, it takes like actually a lot of self-control to not <laughs> just jump on every next thing that you could be investing in or putting your time in. Like I literally had to tell myself to take a chill pill and like sit down yesterday. Yes. Cause I was like, 
you need to focus on like what you're working on right now. Yep. And don't <laughs> put another thing on your plate. I know mm. it is really hard. Like I almost mm. opened up inflatables business. Oh why? yeah. Like the cool pool floats and stuff. Yes. Yeah. But why? <laughs> why? Because you can. Because I can. And because I looked up the profit margin. I was like, oh shit. I mean, I should really do that. But I had to stop myself. So I get that. That's yeah. just what being a serial entrepreneur is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I know that I'll be stalking you for forever after this. And likewise. <laughs> and I know that our people listening definitely want to get to know you more. So where can they find you? Where can they find your programs? Yes. Tell everything, us all the everything you guys need to know is at absolutelyabston.com. That's absolutely. And then my last name. So it's A-B-S-T-O-N. Dot com. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at get rich or get drunk trying spell the right that. way, you yeah. know, because <laughs> cocktails and money, that's like what my life is about. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that. And like champagne is a big part of my brand. So I was like, yes. this, this is resonating. This is resonating. Chef's kiss. Like yeah. you need to come to Miami. We actually have champagne. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much for your time and all the wisdom that you just dropped on us. I'm super excited to nerd out more over drop shipping once I have a minute. And we'll see you soon. Deal. Thanks, guys.